0: This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, I'm thank you. Idea. Yeah, I'm with Todd, you. Todd, I knew we'd agree <laughs> on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio, with thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender, here's Todd Bergaff. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast once again today. Sean Bolson joining us. A big week this week as it's a major week on the PGA Tour. We're, of course, huge golf fans on the podcast here, all of us guys that participate and looking forward to the PGA and Sean I think it adds a little juice uh, these days when you have the breakaway tour the live tour and those guys now are playing uh, in the major championship the PGA uh, this week I think there's 18 live golfers and of course still the you know it's favored to have a PGA tour player win it as they have the most players and have some top guys obviously but but I think it adds a little juice you've got kind of a little villain activity going on now uh, in these major championships
1: yeah I agree it's it, it's fun and 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 a fun venue at Oak Hill uh this year which yeah. is kind of a fun place to watch a attorney and and now you got everybody together and you know I think it's kind of funny the ratings are up so high yeah. we talked about uh on, on the live tournament last week it was what a three-way playoff yep and the CW cut away to a <sighs> sitcom
0: that was terrible
1: during, during the uh, play <laughs> so uh, you have really good players split up on multiple events you have a uh, horrible coverage on one. Yep. You're missing the players on the other. This is the time where you get to see them all come together and, uh, for a golf fan you know this is as good as it gets
0: it really is and and uh, you know Justin Thomas is a guy who really gets up for the PGA uh championship you know his dad was a teaching pro for yep. for many years so it seems to be really a special event for him but we haven't really seen Justin Thomas contend for a little while now didn't he win the PGA last year though but it's it's almost been since then the last time that he was really kind of on a leaderboard
1: yeah, I, you know, and and if you remember, that one was so emotional for yep. him because he's such a believer in the PGA because I believe his, his grandfather and his yep,
0: dad. that's right.
1: But, yeah, um, you know, this defending champ, you know, it was quite a win. I think that Mito Pereira, if I am not mistaken, had that commanding lead and, and uh, hit it in the crick on the right side on 18 and just kind of gave the tournament away. That's and, right. Uh, Justin Thomas came through and – and got it. So, yeah, um, seeing all the big names compete, you know, go at it for four days hard, exciting. Fun, fun time to be a golf fan.
0: Yeah. Now, the let's see. I've got the odds in front of me here for the PGA, and the two favorites are who you would think, Rahm and Scheffler. They're both at 7-1, yep. uh, to one. and then McIlroy, third at 11-1. to one. For me, I don't know. You know, Rory has so much game, but uh, for whatever reason, in the major championships over the last, several years i think it's been eight years since he won a major or something like that he won you know four of them right out of the gate early in his career and hasn't won one uh again since still looking for the uh career grand slam which not many guys have done that he has to win the master's in order to do that but i just i don't I, I i'm having a hard time picking rory to win in major championships anymore he just seems to spit the bit on sundays
1: yeah he does he does and uh you know, the one, I think the last one he won, he won by, like, an incredible number. Straight blew well, actually, it might not have been the last one, but he blew the field away. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's got so much game. But I'm excited. My two guys, Brooks and DJ, you know, yeah. and I see Brooks is 18 to 1, DJ is 20 to 1. Yeah. So, uh, you know, th- that's kind of who I'm pulling for. I'd love to see those guys competing coming down the stretch because, you know what, I just I don't get to see him compete as much as, as I used to. And so when we get these guys – against all the top guys in the world and Rom right now and Sheffler, you know, are by far yep. the two top guys in the world. Um and they bring these other field in, it's gotta make those two, you know, even ramp their game up more because, you know, it's just better better talent around them.
0: Yeah, I, I and again we've talked about this at nauseum. We'd like we, I wish that it hadn't all happened, but it has. So you make the best of it, and then you it, you really look forward to these major championships. And you referenced the TV ratings; they were off the charts uh, for the Masters on Sunday when Kepka right. was in contention, and uh, it was the biggest ratings they've had going back to the Tiger Woods uh, heyday. I mean, it had been more than a decade since they'd had ratings like that, and and for no other reason than it was, you know, the live golf aspect of it, not because people wanted to watch the live players, but they suddenly had a real rooting interest for and against guys, and and uh, I don't know that Kepka likes being rooted against necessarily, but boy, he really has brought some ratings with him at the Masters the last time when he was in contention. I wouldn't be surprised to see him contend again this week. Yeah, I wouldn't either, you know, uh, and then once DJ
1: puts his game, those guys yes. just have a ton of game. Um, They do, and having those two guys, you know, along, you got Cam Smith, who's kind of, you know, he was uh, kind of a dominant number one, you know, the year before he went to live. He really kind of fallen off a little bit. I see he's all the way down at, like, you know, 25 to 1, which, you know, he was top three in the world consistently when he made the jump over to live. So, yeah, yeah, any of those guys with that talent can get it going at any point, and, uh, you know, you you got – 30 people who, if they won, you'd be like, okay, you know, they might not have been the favorite, but that doesn't surprise me.
0: Yeah, not shocked uh, by that. Uh, I don't know who I would maybe have as a long shot to, to come out of that, you know, if we're talking in the 100-plus uh, range, a 100-to-1 range. You know, I, I always pull for, uh, you know, oh, shucks, where did he go? I had his name here uh, briefly. But anyway, I, I'm not sure. It, you know, when you get to the majors, now the PGA is one where they have had some one-offs that have won the PGA Championship and didn't win really much of anything else. I uh,
1: think Sean McKeel was one yes. of the last. He, he really did that.
0: Right. And and what else did he win? He didn't win anything else. I don't think he did. And then and then Y.E. Yang, when they had it at Hazeltine, and he winds yeah. up facing down Tiger Woods. We never heard from Y.E. Yang again uh, after that. So for whatever reason, it seems like the PGA tournament is one where you can have uh, kind of an unknown winner. Uh, so I, I don't know who it would be this year if you're going to go for a guy, maybe a well, Tom Hogan. are on 90 to one What's that? Your boy Bryson's at ninety to one. Yeah, he's not playing that great though. No, he uh, you know, uh-uh. no, he has kind of been struggling. And you know, he gave up on the bulky Bryson. He went away from that. He finally realized that that wasn't very healthy for him. So he's, right. back, he's back to looking like his normal self again. Um, but I, I might, maybe Hogie has a chance. He's one hundred and fifty to one. Uh, yeah. You know, the the Fargo guy. Maybe he's the long shot uh, that comes through this year. But do you get involved in any like PGA pools or anything like that? Is Eagle Creek running well,
1: anything? No, I don't really do anything like okay. that. All I, just, right. I enjoy watching the tourney.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I do too. I, I, you know, I, there are people who don't watch golf, and I understand that's fine. But for me, it's the human drama of it. Uh It's on that guy at that moment, and they hit big shots or not, and you can remember those big shots or not. And it helps that we play the game, too. You know, we can understand a little bit. I mean, I can't understand hitting 370-yard drives, but, you know, hey, you're in the bunker, green side. what's it going to take here? We can kind of relate to that, and that makes uh, watching golf for me even more fun. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. What about your guy Xander? Aren't you a Shoffley guy? You think he has a chance no. this weekend?
1: No, I'm not a Shoffley ah, guy. Okay. I think he's got a ton of a ton of talent, but um just he never gets it done. Never gets it done. Yeah. Every time it's a big a big event, you know, he seems to fold at some point. The guy's got a ton of talent, but he just he doesn't get it done. You know, maybe that's what he needs. Me, you know, saying that about him, he'll
0: win this week. But <laughs> he
1: uh know. he's he's had a knack like Rory has in majors recently of just Just not doing what it takes.
0: Yeah except he won the gold medal but uh as we know the olympic field is not nearly as strong as a major championship field so uh and then you know cam young has been a guy who's gotten himself in position time and time again he's a bomber off the tee i saw his interview yesterday where he was talking about you know i like to play courses that are longer and hopefully some holes that are really long he said because that gives me a chance wherever i can hit my driver he said i think that gives me an advantage and uh he's generally right about that he he could be a guy who breaks out he's at 25 to 1.
1: Yeah I agree. I agree. He uh you know th- that overpowering the golf course is, is something w- with how they keep changing courses. There still are a couple guys, not as many as there used to be, but he's definitely one that he, he can over overwhelm a golf course. Uh take it uh lines that weren't meant to ever right. be taken and, and provide a huge advantage. So yeah. yeah you don't know at some point a lot of times those bomb long hitters Uh, aren't as accurate, and it seems to get them in trouble at some point, which seems to be costly, but uh, you never know.
0: Yeah, that's right. And then Jordan Spieth, all the talk about him this week has been, he's got a little wrist issue going on, and I was watching a little bit of his – practice round yesterday and he's got it that left wrist all taped he's running uh, what do you call it kinetic tape uh, up his left arm to his elbow uh, and they think it might be a ligament uh, that runs you know even almost like the ulnar collateral which is if you tear that that's Tommy John surgery Um, but he said he feels it mostly in his wrist and uh, some of the commentators are saying they just don't want him to Make that worse because a wrist injury to a golfer can be quite severe. So Spieth right. may be playing a little bit, a little bit dinged up this week.
1: Yeah, and you know he jumped on the scene and and just won a whole bunch right away. He hasn't, you know, won as many in the last yep. what four years as he did in the previous four. Yep. and so him, uh, you know, it'd be good to see him to compete again because in majors he hasn't given us what we became accustomed to for a short period of time.
0: Yeah. It's so strange. It seems like, you know, you can put McElroy in that group too. Uh, Kepka won four majors in a span of three years or four yeah. years, whatever it was. McElroy did the same. Speeth did the same. And it's almost like, wow, this guy might go on and win 10 major championships. But then it starts to get away from a little bit. Other guys uh, start to play a little better. I mean, gosh, uh, it's I think it's the largest field in golf in the PGA Championship. It's 156 players or something like that. So it, it to, to beat that many guys, You know, you you have to really be at the top of your game, and while they were able to do it uh, in the younger portion of their careers, uh, they haven't been able to do it for quite a while now.
1: No, and and, you know that's when you have that many people every single week that talented. You know, you're not going to have you know the kind of Tiger performances we saw for a decade, right? You know, it's you got guys that hit the peak of their game and they're able to compete and win for a little bit, and then all of a sudden. There's so much talent there, another one does it. It yeah. just makes you appreciate what Tiger did, you know, from 1997 to, what, call it 2012, yeah. how incredible just that was. dominated. You know? 15 years, dominated every single year.
0: Yep, yep. Hey, so, all right, so we've reached the pick portion of our segment here on the PGA Championship. Who do you like this week?
1: Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with my boy Brooks. Uh cheer okay. for him every week. Yeah. I, I would like to take him or Dustin. I think Brooks has got a little more game right now than Dustin, but uh, I will uh, – Take Kepka.
0: All right, I'll, I'll go with Scotty Scheffler. I like him, and that's one of the yep. favorites. I'm not going way on a limb taking Great. Scotty Scheffler, obviously, but but uh, he seems to come through when he needs to. You know, and, and he'll get a little wobbly once in a while. Scheffler will uh, sometimes, maybe usually in the middle portion of his round on Sunday, all of a sudden he'll throw in two or three bogeys in a four or five-hole stretch uh, where he gets, uh, uh, you know, something happens, he misses a short putt or something like that, but then he always seems to kind of, well, not always, but he reels it back in at the end frequently. So I think Chef picks right. up. Uh, I think it would be his second major if he won but I believe he just has that Masters from last year yet to his total.
1: Yeah, he. Well, he's a good player. He's been been extremely dominant over the past eighteen months. So yeah, um, yeah, that's not a bad pick.
0: Stanley Cup playoffs, Sean. I got you. I always like to talk to you. You're our hockey guy on here. We're down to the final four or the conference finals, uh, yep. as they call it uh, in the pros. Vegas and Dallas in the West, the top two seeds. And uh, Florida and uh, Carolina, uh, I think that was uh, not the top two seeds there, but pretty close. Uh, wild card two, actually. Florida was so.
1: Yeah, uh, Flor- Florida yeah. was uh, had a battle just to get in. Yeah, and then you know, you know, they just they got it done. They they play the Bruins, first round best team in the history of the <laughs> NHL for regular right. season. They get through them, and then you know what's waiting for them after they pull the miraculous upset. The Toronto Maple Leafs, who you know have four of the most talented forwards in uh, in hockey, and uh, they got through them also, and they actually put it on them pretty good. So Car- Carolina is a very solid team. Uh, Florida would be your uh, you know the eight seed that is uh, the lowest seed that makes the playoffs and has just made a great round. They have uh, Barbasovski, their goalie has been great. They got Kachuk, and and just that that whole Kachuk line um, has been. Awesome to watch. Um, Carolina, you know, probably a more talented team all the way through and through, but, you know, we've seen it before with the LA Kings coming from the 8th spot and winning it. So, and then Dallas and and Vegas, exciting uh, matchup there. Uh, You know, both those teams just kind of plugged their way through the playoffs and good goaltending and, you know, solid uh, special teams. And and they're both there. They're two really good teams. So, anybody can win it of those four. Florida's the biggest surprise, but. You know, Dallas-Vegas coming out of the West, a lot of us might have thought Colorado would you have thrown in that mix, but if it's Dallas or Vegas, it's really not going to be a surprise in the West.
0: You know, uh, after Toronto got eliminated, you, re- you referenced those four top forwards that they have, uh, but the GM for Toronto said everything is on the table. I, I would be shocked if he traded Austin Matthews. But-, but those four guys you talked about, they only scored three goals in that playoff series uh, against Florida, so a disappointing end to their season.
1: Well, yeah. And, and, you know, Toronto hockey in Toronto is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. You know, huge. I mean, huge. But you have, you have, uh, Nylander, you have Marner, you have Matthews and Tavares. And, I mean, they, these are, those are number one guys on most teams in the NHL. You know, yeah. we have a career, but these guys are at that level. You know, they're, they're really that good. And they have them all together. And, and they just, you know, Toronto hadn't won a playoff series in, you know, I don't know, was it 15 years? So, yeah. Um, and then, you know, they finally won first round. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, boom, quick exit, second round by the eight seed. So, yeah, they're not happy up there. So we're not the only market that isn't real happy with advancing mm-hmm. in the in the playoffs and getting all the way to the cup. There's a lot of other markets that feel like we do in Minnesota. Um, you know, we'd like to see a run. There's You just look at it. There's very few teams that make the run. So you really have to be playing elite to get to this level. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's exciting to watch, but I wish we were one of them.
0: Yeah. Who do you like then uh, in the conference um, finals?
1: You know, I, I I do like Dallas. Uh, Ottinger's goaltending's been great. Vegas, you know, has been there and they've done that. But I, I really think Carolina will come through and beat Florida, and then I think Dallas will get out of Vegas, and then you have Dallas and Carolina for a pretty good Stanley Cup.
0: Yeah, just looking forward to it. NBA playoffs are down to the Final Four as well. I don't know if you watch quite as much of that. We can't watch everything. Uh, But uh, but I guess I've been watching more of the uh, NBA because I know you're keeping track of the NHL uh, for us a little more. And really a fun game. I'm pulling. I do have a rooting interest, finally. I've kind of been deciding, you know, who do I really want to pull for? There isn't anybody. I like to watch Golden State play, uh, you know, but they've been there so many times. Uh, I've seen LeBron there so often. I really would like to see the Denver Nuggets uh, advance over the Lakers and win the NBA championship. I think Nikola Jokic is just a savant in the game of basketball, and and I'd love to see him win a championship.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's easy for me to cheer uh, for any team that's playing against the Lakers and LeBron James. Yeah. I'm not, not a fan. Yeah. Um, I, I do think Jason Tatum has been doing some pretty special stuff out there in Boston yep. also. Yep. I think a Boston-Denver uh, uh, finals would be great. Yeah. But, yeah, this, uh, you know, D- Denver is good. This Jokic is – he's – I don't even know who to compare. He's kind of a cross between, like, a, a Dirk Nowitzki. He's got a little Larry Bird in him. Yeah. He's got a little big – I mean, he's a really unique player that's extremely effective, and, and, and he is entertaining to watch. So, yeah. yeah, I'll definitely be cheering for Denver. And and seeing what Tatum, you know, putting up 51 in game seven, you know, to, to beat the Sixers, uh, I think I'm going to be pulling. – I've always been a Celtic fan. Um, I think I'll be pulling for the Celtics also.
0: Yeah, um... You know, back in the day uh, before we had pro basketball in Minnesota, a lot of people here were Celtic fans because Kevin McHale uh, was on the team and they were one of the popular ones. I was a Sixers fan back in the day because I was a huge Dr. J fan. But, uh, uh, you know, Jokic to me, that's a great comparison that he has a little Dirk and and Larry Bird in him. His shot looks a lot like Dirk Nowitzki's. You remember he used to cock the ball back behind his head and shoot it so high, there's no way you could block it. Well, we saw that on a three-pointer for Jokic last night, right? And, uh, uh, in in uh, uh, Anthony Davis's face as the shot clock was winding, it was a twenty-eight or thirty-footer, and Davis just looks at him like you've got to be kidding me. And right. Jokic gives him the old Michael Jordan shrug of the shoulders, like, "What do you want from me? I can just make plays." So uh, right. so that was kind of that was fun to watch. And the Twins are playing pretty well. They beat the Dodgers last night for crying out yeah. loud. That doesn't happen very often.
1: No, and then the night before they were down five to two when I fell asleep. I woke up the next morning, and they said there was an uh, extra inning thriller, and we ended up losing, but well, I think we scored eight runs out there. I, yeah. I was out at uh, Dodger Stadium with my daughter, Hattie, last uh,
0: August. Yeah,
1: We went out there and went to the game, and that's a fun place to watch a game. And so I, it, it is kind of entertaining uh, watching it, thinking, hey, this is where I was. You know, I like watching events at venues where I've been. I think for me it adds a little bit. Right. So, But the Twins, they get, uh, yeah, they get some pop in the bat. Um, yeah, exciting and and winning at uh, Dodger Stadium is not something we've done often.
0: No, not since uh, two thousand five, the last time they won at Dodger well, Stadium. But they don't they don't play there that often. They will right. now. They'll play there more now with the more of a balanced schedule. But you know they haven't played there once every eight years or something like that previously. So, right. uh, but yeah, it, it, they've been fun to watch. They continue to to battle and Bailey Ober looked good uh, in their Tuesday win uh, as well. Sean, looking forward to getting out on the golf course with you. We got to get ready for the july 6th uh, kwlm pro-am that we'll be part of too yeah i'm looking forward to that yeah sean bolson thanks so much have a great day thanks todd sean joining us here on the todd and friends podcast it's brought to you by heritage bank member fdic an equal housing lender watch for future episodes of the todd and friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at kwlm 1340 a.m and 96.3 fm